What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the law firm of Davis & Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. You love that one, don't you? It's the best soundbite you ever sent me. <laughs> In honor of the Australian Open. this like three or four times i still never remember who this is 30 seconds from mars kings and queens the wta as well as the atp use this music for their grand slams and the australian open just started last week I have done nothing but fix my house and watch the Australian Open. <laughs> uh, nobody told me that buying a house was going to be such a pain in the ass. I think everyone told you that. Oh, you might be right. <laughs> Same people told you not to buy a BMW. Pretty sure. I do not need to listen to you right now. <laughs> There's good music playing. <laughs> Birkin, shut the hell up. Birkin. Yeah. <laughs> I'd shove it someplace, but you'd like it. <sighs> uh, let's see here. We have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. Uh, yeah, don't get too drunk. It's going to be a long show. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out. My friend Seth's not doing well. So, it's a rough day. No, oh, sorry. that the guy you went and talked to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's not doing well. Tried to get him to come on the show tonight, and he could barely talk. Would have made a bad show. But 
I think I'm going to swing by his house tomorrow. I have a job interview in Fort Worth. Another golf course or something different? Well, they own a golf course, but it's more for their convention center side. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. (laughs) Our timer's working. Hey, man, this is the first time we've started a show and everything's working. What the hell? What the hell you say? (laughs) Best sound bites ever. (laughs) And ever since you sent them to me, I've I've been watching his YouTube or his TikTok and YouTube stuff. I'm like, (laughs) dude, you're freaking brilliant. (laughs) I love the off-brand store. (laughs) You have Mountain Dew. We have Hilly Don't. What the? <laughs> you got Cardi B. No, we, we got Maisie A+. God. Oh, God. Ah, so what did you do over the past week? I don't remember. I've, uh, I don't even have anything written down for what happened last week. Uh, uh, we had a little bit of a snow. We're supposed to have some more snow tomorrow. We're supposed to have it tonight. Yeah. Well, I guess the storm actually goes from Texas to up here. So, well, usually anything that I get, you get like two days later. Yeah. Uh, this is supposed to start like three o'clock in the morning here. I'm like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. If it's well, bad, my- whatever. Mine was supposed to start at 2 a.m. last night, and it started about 8 this morning. Yeah. It's just rain right now, but it is cold outside. That's like I, 40 down there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I will say the, uh, the old owners of my house, damn, I look like Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the old owners of my house put in, uh, they had single-paned windows in. Well, they spent the money to put storm windows on the outside. Oh, okay. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, my old apartment, if it got into the 40s, you you were like, I feel that breeze. <laughs> the windows are closed, but it feels like I'm outside. Um. So they've done a really, really good job of uh, uh, beefing up the house to where it's a little more weatherproof. Yeah. Nice. Um, I put, oh, yeah, I found a mini split air conditioning system for the garage. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about getting that. On eBay. If I would have paid for it, like, through Amazon or anyone else, would have been about 800 bucks. Put a bid in on it, $300 out the door. Nice. Free shipping. I was like, okay, cool. 14,000 BTU for the garage, that's more than enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll only use it when we're out there. So I was like, yeah, there, there's a steal. I have to put it in myself, but that's okay. 
because I must be qualified. Yeah, but is your electrical system qualified? So I say that laughing. Are you tap into your all aluminum wiring with? Uh, no, I'm actually running an individual circuit breaker just for it with copper. Okay. So it'll it'll be the only thing in that box that's copper, but but I am right. So on top of that, I ran hardwired fire alarms. Okay. Fire detectors. Smoke detectors? Yep. Okay. Yeah, but they're hardwired, so they're 120. Um Installed them, ran the wiring myself. Don't Fuck, work. Fucking A popped on that circuit breaker. They all just. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Apparently, there's one wire that you connect to each one so that if one goes off, they all go off. Yes. At the same... yes. Beep, 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 beep. Oh my God, my cats were going nuts. Um, we had. There was one in our bedroom and then one in the hallway outside our bedroom. Problem is they were old, but they were connected to each other. Mm -hmm. But they were so old that if you took too hot of a shower, the steam from the shower would set off the smoke alarm. Mm, Gotta love that. So I disconnected those and got a newer one and just put it out in the hallway somewhere else. And we have not had that problem since. Because that's annoying. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, so I, I emptied my garage the other day. On my last day off. And I was very proud of myself for emptying the garage. Oh, of like miscellaneous stuff you've been moving in with and boxes and stuff that needed placed somewhere permanently other than the garage, that kind of thing. Yep. Nice. Was ready to start building the tiki bar set (laughs) up out there. Put the dartboard up, have some sort of entertainment for people to come over and have a good time. Lo and behold, my mother-in-law put about 900 tons of fucking furniture in there the other day. Apparently had some friends from the church bring it over. Thank you. Thank you very much. Instead of bringing it in the house, into her little room, it's all shoved into my garage. My garage is full again. But this is stuff that's going to go in the house? I don't give a to burn it all down. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I was I was in that position many years ago. <laughs> I'm f- going bald from this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> then, okay, so we all knew or we all heard about the BMW needing to get fixed, the, the valve cover being replaced. Uh-huh. Which I which I had done. I said, "Hey, I have some money stashed in a in a Texas 
teacher's retirement account. And since I'm no longer a teacher, it's not accruing any anymore. Any, it's not accruing. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to take that out and, and pay for the car. The car was $1,800. Uh, I had like a little over four grand in there. I'm like, fine, I'll take that out. We'll pay off some bills and pay off the credit card that I put the, the car on. I filed my paperwork December 9th. That's yeah. right. December 9th. So when did I get the check? You haven't today. That's good. What do you, that's um over a month and a half. Hell yeah. That's that, trust me, man. Those people they're holding on to your money and they're probably making a little interest off of it. They're going to hold on to it as long as they humanly possibly can. So that, and the I, fact that it's probably run by part-time people, people anyway so they've got oh no they're government people ah, okay. well, although that's even worse <laughs> they really don't care at that point no they they didn't give a shit about it um so my $1,800 valve cover with interest is now like $2,200 <laughs> mm. Mm-mm-mm. They f- drive through <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> you asked what I was drinking tonight. Oh, that's the bottle, the club head bottle. It's kind of cool looking. Yes, it actually looks like a club looks like head. a it driver. Is, yeah, it is. Uh, let's see here. A portion of the proceeds go to Cal Ripken Senior Foundation. Um, this is distilled by Cooperstown Distilleries, and what I'm—it's called the Hall of Champions, handcrafted artisanal spirits. It is an American malt whiskey. Okay. And uh, I have not tried this yet. Um, but I'm about to, so I'm going to let Burke tell you guys what he's, well, you said that you're doing cheap vodka, right? Yes. This is the, uh, my go-to Seagram's cheapo vodka, but, uh, it's, it's, it's always good, man, which is surprising for being the price point on it. What was the price? It was cheap, wasn't it? Oh my God. Yeah. Stuff's like. Eight dollars a fifth or something stupid low like that. You're wow. Yeah, and of all the cheap vodkas I've had, it I, I can drink it on the rocks. It's that good. Eight dollars is really kind of dirt cheap. Well, let's look that up, shall we? Ohio liquor. Ta-da, OhioLiquor.com. Accept and enter. Search for C grams. Wodka. Wodka. Um yeah. So oh I'm, it's all the way up to eight ninety nine for a fifth. Damn, brother. Yeah. That's that's expensive shit. Eleven dollars and twenty nine cents for the plastic one liter. Hmm. Hey, look up uh 
Uh, Cooperstown Distilleries Hall of Champions. No results found for Cooperstown. Now, for those of you that don't know, the Baseball Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown. Cooperstown Distillery. Handcrafted, blah, blah, blah. I hate when they make you put in your month, Age. day, and fucking year. Why don't you just ask me if I'm old enough, douchebags? Because that would be too easy. Let's see. Sorry. <laughs> just wanted a little bit. Beanball, of- bourbon whiskey. Oh, there's your bottle right there. Hmm. Oh, that takes us to their Instagram page. Does oh, that's a football. They have a football also. Yeah, they have a football and a baseball. Yeah, there's and there's the baseball. And they have a boatyard rum. Interesting. I don't see the golf head though anywhere. On their site, at least. Shop. Shop? Spirits. How much? There's the football. There we go. Hall of Champions brand single malt whiskey. Buy now from Spirit Hub. Sure. Why not? $101. Damn. How about Royal Batch? What do you say? Okay, so eighty dollars from Royal Batch. Okay, this was um this eighty dollars. It's an eighty dollar. It's probably a sixty five dollar bottle if you bought it in the store, but buying it online, they're going to mark it up. This was uh the gift to me from from my boss. So here's to you, Jeff. Let's see what it tastes like. He didn't mention his last name. He's thinking. I can see the smoke coming out of his ears. Hang on. No, no. Take your time, man. That. You know how uh, there's like certain. Well, this isn't a bourbon. It's a whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, your, your brain probably thought I'm drinking bourbon and then you got the different flavor and your brain's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is leaning almost towards a scotch. Oh, okay. Uh, definitely an oak barrel. I, I get the oak. It doesn't have the fun flavors like bourbon does mm-hmm. it doesn't have the caramels it doesn't have the the vanilla but it is smooth as shit i mean for 100 proof it's 102 whiskey, proof yeah it's smooth as hell <laughs> it's uh, not it yeah, this, did, yeah this uniquely detailed decanter well the decanter play pays homage to the scottish birthright um, minimum of two years in new American oak 
barrels okay. enhanced with Cooperstown's distillery's own proprietary oak and barrel finishing process, bursting with rich notes of pralines, candied apple, and burnt almond. It's a wow. true expression of an American single malt. You don't really get a sweet flavor out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you do with a, a lot of the bourbons that we like. Um, <clears throat> and it's not an over-smoky flavor. I This is really kind of enjoyable. Yeah, sometimes having those like, like smooth and, you know, just relaxing, doesn't tax your brain cells, that's a great drinking drink right there. A great drink. Drink and drink. Drink. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> wow, I just keep again. today. All the equipment works, just not Scotty. <laughs> like I said, weird, <laughs> weird week at work. Um, and I mean, I'm coming to the deadline that I had set for me becoming a manager and nothing and nothing is happening getting in trouble with the customers that you know you're yelling at on the green (laughs) i had one customer mad (laughs) you horrible person how dare you tell them what not to do (laughs) how dare you tell them the rules (laughs) Like, like I'm doing your sorry, job or something. sir. What the? I'm sorry. There's no no sign that says "Don't cross the ropes." <laughs> Do you have emotional damage? I am. Did, did you have to go over there, unhook the rope to drive onto the? Perhaps the rope was there for a reason. Do you think maybe? While you were looking at that rope, you might have said to yourself, What the hell you say? What the hell you say? What the hell you say? Oh, my God. (laughs) Stephen He, you're a legend. Love you. What a (laughs) good Jesus Christ, you got some big balls. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i don't know um yeah so the whiskey's fabulous good i don't good. i don't want to talk about work i, okay. I hate i'm i'm yeah, mine's my work has been kind of weird because they put out this lease special on our website oh. and, it, and, it, and it looks like you could get an accord for uh, you know whatever the monthly payment is with $9.99 down. But you read the little fine print and it says, you know, doesn't include first payment or fees or taxes, uh, additional equipment excise from the special, which means the $235 worth of clear door edge guards are not included in that price, but you're going to get charged that. So when you do the math, the actual money down comes out to over $2,000. And you have to tax the payment on top of that. And yeah, just it's 
been pissing people off and just well i uh I, I I was at work the other day. I was at work the other day, and uh, one of the managers came up to me and said, "Hey, um, if you get a smash, if you get a double smash burger from now on, you have to pay full price." Well, yeah, we have a restaurant there. Okay, and the employees get an employee discount on the food. Okay. Uh, $4 is what we pay for anything. Oh, nice. Well, included in that was the double smash burger. As well as the the club sandwich. Ooh, that's untasty. And it came down, if you get a club sandwich, you have to pay full price, $10. If you get a double smash burger, you have to pay full price, $10. And I was sitting there, and somebody asked me something, and I said, well, you know what? Uh, Over at one of our other courses, you get free food. (laughs) And the food and beverage manager got pissed off. She looked at me. She was like, you guys don't understand. We're bleeding money. I turned and looked at her and said, do you realize that this is a multi-million dollar corporation? You have seven people that buy lunch here that are employees that are making $7.68. And you're going to sit there and bitch at me that you're not making any money? Don't give me that no, I shouldn't have said. Again. I understand that, <laughs> and you wonder Be- why you're not a manager. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't get understand. It. I mean, the second time she blew up at me, I just turned, looked at her, and went, "Take care of your employees." <laughs> that, that's another thing. At work, the HR guy passed out all these things about. Hey, if you refer a technician to us the day they start you'll get five hundred dollars and if they're here after 60 days you'll get fifteen hundred extra dollars and i'm thinking to myself hey why don't you spend that money on the fucking technicians so you don't go through them like toilet paper in the first place because you have this deal going on every day of the year for the past five years because you don't pay crap You know, I don't get it. Pay them uh, an extra two grand a year. Why pay me? Pay the guys doing the work, the money they deserve. The, I, the, I know, scary concept there. My bad. The funny thing is, is this that, a here's the thing? Is that, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, After I made my comments to, to the, well, actually, I was making the comments to other employees. She overheard it and stuck her nose in it. Hmm. And I really should have just turned to her and said, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out of it. <laughs> um, but I didn't do that. And, and I proceeded that night to go back into the employee handbook because the employee handbook says a lot of stuff. 
<laughs> says a lot of great stuff. Kind of stuff like, hey, our number one thing is retention of employees. <laughs> now they all say that. So the next day I brought the employee handbook in and I showed it to her. And then I showed her that every other golf course that we own doesn't charge employees for food. (laughs) Your $1.5 million profit this year wasn't enough. Oh, no. Got to get that $10 out of your own employees. Jesus Christ, it takes two hours to pay off what they're buying from you. Just uh, so Scott in his infinite wisdom. <laughs> oh, goody. Scott in his infinite wisdom brought his own food in. And then they were pissed off that he was taking up space in the refrigerator. I'm like, but it's my own food. And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn the building down. (laughs) I will have to burn the clubhouse down now. (laughs) Set fire to your clubman. Scott, what do you make out of this? Johnny, what do you make out of this? This? Well, I could make cap, or a brooch, or pterodactyl. Could you, um... Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, that's okay. I have two job interviews coming up. Um, one is a regional manager, and I don't know if I want that. That's driving around in your BMW. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the company's actually kind of cool. I, I can't say who it was, but or is. All I can say is that damn whiskey tastes awesome. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> motherfucker! Oh my god, my brother! Emotional damage. I'm going to have to start paying him every time I hit that button. Hmm. All right, brother. Ooh. Ooh, that is some smoke. What's our show about today? I don't even remember anymore. I, honest to God. Are we I, doing a show today? We're doing a show today. And I was like thinking, like, oh, man, I, I, I guess we're doing that. The, the, the show that you don't know what's happening today. And, and then halfway through dinner i'm like oh it's the james bond show today how did i forget that holy cow i mean i was brain dead today you know yeah uh, so we're gonna do a whole mess of stuff about james Bond. no no deep dives just mm. gonna hit up like our favorite bad guys our favorite henchmen our favorite bond girls and then kind of rate the movies in the order that we think are from least best to worst to, from worst best to least best no from worst oh my god they're all uh, good so like the least good to the most good that's what i'm trying to say that's it right there um so 
on the other show the other day, you, you said, well, you're probably going to go into more of a deep dive than me because you watched all the movies. No, I'm not. Well, okay. Because I just don't. I, <laughs> Your job has sucked the life out of you this week. Oh, uh-oh. Do you hear that when it goes off? I heard. Th- what was that? That's our timer to tell us. Oh. That- that we're out of. I, I I thought either like your computer was shutting down or something bad was happening, but no, yeah, no, I did hear that. You know what? I the, wait. Does this still work? You gotta hold it still. Apparently, I've turned that off. Oh well. <laughs> oh, there you are. I see your hand. <laughs> My hand be up. I don't know how to. That's a very tan it. hand. <laughs> Thank you. Shut up. I did it on purpose. Oh my God. Uh, um, oh, so James Bond's going to be fun. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this entire show's being run by Burke. I mean, I'm just putting a timer up there and saying, hey, you got to stay in this, but you're the lead. Gary. And then next week, same thing. And then next week, it's the same thing. You've had to do Jack and... Well, you've had to do at least, you know, background stuff for this one. But you don't have to do nothing for next week. You just show up with your pretty self. The week after next. Yeah, we can figure out what we're doing the week after next. Oh, I I already have it picked. Well, okay, cool. It is the best mixtape. We did talk about that at one point in time, yeah. But... I have some stipulations with it. Well, since we have gone over in our time, let's discuss that after the commercial break. It's about damn time. Uh, we're going to come back with some James Bond, everyone. and uh, But but right now, I got to stick with the 80s and something to make me smile. There you go. There you go. Make, make yourself happy. You, you, actually, if you have, don't worry, be happy. White boy reggae. British white boy reggae. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. What? Very good point. This is a reggae style, but the gentleman doing it is a white boy from England. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah. I, I, well, he's the. They, uh, few of their songs were definitely in the reggae bend or vibe yeah oh god i'm putting that down on our list <laughs> okay <laughs> Alrighty, hear the music let's get out of here uh we'll be right back
so speaking of the lead guy from this movie apparently top gun maverick is going to be in the oscars it is in contention for best picture best adapted screenplay best visual effects best film editing and best sound and since he was the producer if it got best picture that would be his first oscar win wow so tom cruise is in contention for an oscar Terry thought (laughs) but it was a it was a good movie man i i really enjoyed that movie quite a lot um still haven't seen it you you you'll like it uh yeah this this was honestly my favorite tom cruise movie and it was because of Brian, uh, oh, the, the, the British what? guy that played his mentor. He, he's Australian, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who I thought was phenomenal in the movie. I he mean, he was also in the movie FX and FX2, wasn't he? The um... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also on a, uh, he's on a, a, I don't want to say sitcom. It's um, he's on a TV show right now, that's put out by Acorn. I think it is. Hmm. Um, Brian Brown. Brian Brown. Yeah, it's a, he's he's on a TV or a, a show that I found online. It was uh, it was through Acorn or yeah, I think it was Acorn. Where he is an ex-cop traveling around with a lady in an RV to solve her husband's murder. Darby and Joan? That's it. Freaking great show, dude. (laughs) It's a great show. Uh, Brian Brown is incredible in that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I've, 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 I've digressed enough. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, it, this is the first show that Burke is leading. Yeah, okay. God help us. God help us. <laughs> so we are talking about James Bond. Um, real quick, uh, just gonna gonna go over the Bond films in order. We had Doctor No, nineteen sixty two, from Russia with Love in nineteen sixty three, Goldfinger nineteen sixty four, Thunderball nineteen sixty five. You only live twice, 1967. Starting to skip years here all of a sudden, and I'm not sure why, but there's probably a reason. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969. Diamonds Are Forever, 1971. Live and Let Die, 1973. The Man with the Golden Gun, 1974. The Spy Who Loved Me, 1977. Moonraker, 1979. For Your Eyes Only, 1981, Octopussy, 1983, A View to a Kill, 1985, The Living Daylights, 1987, License to Kill, 1989, Goldeneye, 1995, a bit of a jump there, Tomorrow Never Dies, 1997, The World Is Not Enough, 1999, Die Another Day, 2002, Casino Royale, 2006, 
Quantum of Solace, 2008, Skyfall, 2012, <laughs> Spectre, 2015, and No Time to Die in 2021. So those are the films we will be referencing today. We did not include the non-Eon films. Uh, Casino Royale, 1967, with David Niven. And there was a Sean Connery movie in there called Never Say Never Again in 1983 that was basically a reboot of Thunderball from 65. So would you like to start off with your, how about your top five Bond girls? Ooh, top five Bond girls. The, you know what? This was actually a tough thing to to figure out yeah. because there's so many films. There's so many women that have been in these films. I don't know uh, if you can see the tail, but there's a Kendrick sitting here demanding attention. Hi, buddy. Well, is, Ken- is your little sister beating you up? That's just tough. Kendrick under. He he understands that he's no longer the favorite. <laughs> he's like, um, I, I love you. I, I love you. <laughs> you're too much of a dick to be loved. <laughs> All right. Um, so we were text, text, tasked, tasked, tasked. He oh. tasks me. Tasks me. I'll have to tell that story later, another day. (laughs) Tasked me with my top five Bond girls. And this was tough. I really wanted to put Bambi from George Lazen. Was it George Lazen? No, that was Uh, the Vegas one because there was Bambi and Thumper in the pool. Bambi and Thumper, yeah. Um, but they didn't make my list. Who is my number five? It is, is Mayday. Mayday. Mayday from a view to a kill portrayed by Grace Jones. Oh, I would have considered her a henchman, but okay. Well, she wasn't the one in charge though. No, okay. Fair enough. Or, uh, Wait, we were doing top ten Bond girls, right? Yeah, like the okay. love interest. Yeah, we're, we'll do villains and henchmen. Yeah, so there's the Bond there's villains, there's henchmen, but she's still a Bond girl. Okay, fair enough. I, I'll I'll allow it. And she gets naked in the film. I'll doubly allow it. So, one of the hottest women to be a Bond girl. Oh, come on. Come on. That whole scene when they're having sex is just like, she's got a great back. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Now, the thing about Mayday that I loved is that she could use any weapon, but she was dangerous on her own. (laughs) She didn't need anything. That girl could beat the shit out of you. She could spank me all the time. <laughs> a View to a Kill was the movie. Yeah. Uh, Ready then. Do I have anything else about her? Uh, Grace Jones was suggested for the role 
by former Bond girl Barbara Bach. Hmm. Interesting. That name will come up again, I do believe. Probably. Um, and, and like I said, I chose her even though she is a henchman. I still consider her to be like, well, yeah. I had a tough choice. It was it was Grace Jones or Holly Berry for number five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one this one was a little harder than i thought it was going to be for me too so anyways that is my number five what do you have my friend my number five is solitaire played by jane seymour in live and let die just had i mean she was very young when she did it and she just had that that innocence and and she's just a beautiful woman even now um weird little factoid i found out about her her house was used for recording the album Wild Mood Swings in 1996 by the British rock band. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, Marillion. The Cure? Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. And then she went on to what? Uh, um, uh, what was the Medicine Woman show? Um, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yes. Yes. So. That was my number five. I just, she was just cute. What can I say? My number four? Framke Jansen. Mm. From GoldenEye. On a top. Uh, she played the character on a top? Or actually, yeah. Zinnia on a top. Zinnia on a top. That's it. Um, I don't know what drew me to her, but she was one of the best female. Uh, I, I call them almost cross dressers in a way. Okay, because they were they were so close to being henchmen. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I get that. I mean, she was kind of a. I guess she was the henchman in that film also she's she a crossover yeah she's definitely a crossover. she was a badass in it now you were talking about grace being able to kill with anything it's like she was killing with her thighs yeah <laughs> i mean what a great scene when she, she chokes the guy out yeah i mean i was like wow he dies with a smile on his face uh-huh. <laughs> anyways that was my number four cool my number four why do i have all oh yeah that's right (laughs) my number four is a lady uh mary goodnight played by Britt eckland in man with the golden gun now she's had an interesting little she's had an interesting pass i'm gonna give you a couple guys she's dated uh Dino sigonia phil lewis ryan o'neill dotty fade john waite ron eli warren Beatty. Andrew Stevens, Leslie McCown, Ted Nugent, Patrick Litchfield, Roger Earl, John Taylor, Helmut Berger, James Osters Jr., and George Hamilton. Damn. She uh, had a little lust for life there. Uh, both Hamilton and Litchfield had proposed to her, but she turned them down. Where she, and instead, she married Peter Sellers, 
after 10 days of going out with him, had an affair with rock star Rod Stewart in the mid 70s and sang French on his smash hit Tonight's the Night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she played such an innocent girl on the movie. I'm like, she did what? How? What? Okay. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> So that's Damn. my. How do I have two number fours? What? Five, four, three. Oh, okay. I don't have a two. Okay, never mind. I got five people on this list. Okay. That's my number four. <laughs> All right. My number three is Jane Seymour playing solitaire. Yeah, she's got to be on that list, man. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Um, I loved this film, but I loved how she interacted with James Bond. She was almost naive in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then she almost became a partner in the end. Yeah, and it. it it was just a great marriage between Sean Connery and herself. I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, excuse me. I thought I'm sorry. Sorry. Alrighty. So my number listed is four. My number three is a character by the name of Melina Havelock. And this was played by Carol Bouquet from For Your Eyes only uh in real life she owns vineyards in i should really pronounce these words before i try coming on a podcast Bentalabia, Bentalabia, italy uh, she speaks uh, fluent italian and she was a spokesmodel for chanel in the 90s she's the straight black hair very greek looking great eyes just just very very pretty girl very pretty girl and she wasn't she was a little bit of the stronger bond girl where like she knew how to like go diving and she knew how to drive and you know it was just kind of a she wasn't the damsel in distress so kind of enjoyed that about her so anyway that's my number three um i think i made a statement that wasn't Jane Seymour's solitaire in For Your Eyes Only? No, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Thank you. And that was Sean Connery, right? No, solitaire was uh, Roger Moore. Was Roger Moore. Okay, so I, I said Sean Connery. I, do, I don't want to make a bad statement because I get tired of the emails. <laughs> Actually, that was uh, Roger Moore's first Bond film, as a matter of fact. Mm, nice. We'll talk about first Bond films for people here after a little while. So. Nice trivia there. My number two is Barbara Bach. Who'd she play? From The Spy Who Loved Me. And she played Anya Amasova. Okay. Uh, she had this look 
she, she well she definitely looked russian mm-hmm. oh yeah um but she had this look where she was almost pissed off at the time but looked really good doing it just classic russian uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bit of trivia here. It was planned to have Amasova make a cameo or uh, uh, the character mm-hmm. to make a cameo in Moonraker. Oh, interesting. As the woman in the bed with General Gogol. <laughs> but this never happened. Oh, that would have been funny. All right. How about your number one? Or uh, no, my number, number two. two. My number two is Anya Amasova, played by Barbara Bach in The Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> Great minds. <laughs> you you just have to. I I mean, you watch the film. Her interaction with James Bond. Is yeah, they, they're they're on such a level playing field with each other, and they're always playing like verbal chess with each other. It's just it's really fun to watch. It's it, it's a nice dynamic. It really is. It, yeah. They they gelled well on yeah. film, and and it it emulates that when when you sit and watch the mm-hmm. the flick. So in real life, she's married to Ringo Starr. Yes. And she is the older sister of Marjorie Bach, and she is sister-in-law of Joe Walsh. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, what? Uh, And she was also featured on the cover of Playboy magazine in January of 1981, uh, where there was also a photo spread of her on the inside. (laughs) Apparently, she made several appearances in Playboy-related things, especially as a Bond girl, so... There's hey, you had something now you have something to Google, Scott. There's a lot of inside there. <laughs> All, right. All right, so her, who is your number one pick? Ursula Andress. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. From Dr. No, she plays Honey Rider. Uh, Dr. No was the first film in the series. And I I want to say this was the first film where you saw a woman in a bikini. She actually sewed that bikini herself. (laughs) But yeah, that's the iconic girl coming out of the surf, walking up slowly that, well, we've seen that three other times in Bond films with, or two other times with Hall, one with Halle Berry, one with Daniel Craig. So the recurring theme and for any of you that haven't watched dr no the entire beach scene with james bond is freaking hilarious and good uh because their first interaction isn't good no (laughs) shouldn't she try to hurt him yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) and i was like damn girl um <laughs> that's a good pick i like that oh uh piece of trivia 
Andrus referred to the Dr. No Bikini as the secret to her success. <laughs> she is a self-made woman at that point, isn't she? Oh, God, she was gorgeous, though. <laughs> great casting. I mean, you're oh, great casting. And it was Jamaica, man. I yeah. Loved, I love Jamaica. All right, sir. How about your number one? My number one is Natalia Simonova, played by Isabella Skorupko from Goldeneye. Um, and it's a little bit of a departure. She may not be the absolute prettiest woman. She's gorgeous. May not be the prettiest one. I just love the fact that she did not come from the spy background or anything like that, but she was as active in furthering the plot and as as good at bantering with bond as anyone else was i mean she she didn't take no shit from him <laughs> she gave him some grief when she got grief i just loved her character um and apparently a little trivia aside here in the early 1990s she had a brief but successful career as a pop singer Releasing the album IZA, which was certified gold in Sweden in 1991, and her 1992 cover version of Shame, Shame, Shame was a hit in several European countries. Damn. I know, right? So, alrighty. Those are our top five Bond ladies. What would you like to do? You might go to... Uh, I'd like to go to henchman next, I think. Yes. And I have some more stuff on the henchman. So let's say yay, we do the henchman. How's that? Sure. Okay. I, and uh, how about I start off? Sure. Okay. My number five, <laughs> I had to look up his name. I'm like, is that his name? It's he he played by Julius W. Harris in Live and Let Die. This is the tall dude with the metal hand that uh, is feeding the crocodiles in uh, Live and Let Die. So this gentleman was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to a dancer mother and a musician father. He worked as a nurse. He worked as a bouncer in New York City jazz clubs. Now, before he began his acting career, he served as a medic in the United States Army during World War II. Uh, hanging out with a lot of struggling actors. He took a dare and auditioned for his first role and was cast as a father in Nothing But a Man. He critically acclaimed 64 film about black life in the South, South starring Ivan Dixon. We know that guy. Mm -hmm. And Abby Lincoln. Um, so he was in the app. Uh, he was also in Superfly. So that is my my number five pick. I always liked him. He just he was quiet, but when he said something, this shit meant something. <laughs> When you got a steel hand, people listen yeah. to you. <laughs> All right, so here's the crazy thing. Uh, you made mention of this girl when I brought her up as Bond girl. Uh-huh. And she's also a henchman. Xenia Anatop. Uh how do you how do you explain her again um russian can kick your ass is freaking awesome with her legs 
Uh, I've yeah. liked everything else she's been in too. I mean, she was in oh damn near an entire season of Nip Tuck. She was in a couple of the X Men films. I, I pretty much have liked everything that she's been in. So I like her as an actress. Yeah. Well, let's see where is she or. She was born in 1964 in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. With a name like Famke, you had any? Uh... <laughs> well, she plays a Russian great. Um, she has well, she's two... a lot closer to them than we are. She has two sisters. One is a director, Antoinette Bumer, and an actress, Marjolaine Bumer. Both of whom's, both of whom changed their surnames to Bumer after their parents divorced. Interesting. Her native language is Dutch. She also speaks English and French. She also speaks German. Oh, geez. (laughs) And does a great Russian accent. Yes. So she started out as model until until this show. And then she moved on to films. And she really didn't do anything after this. Well, she would no, she played Phoenix in a couple of the X-Men films. Yes. Well, like I say, she was on Nip Tuck for almost an entire season as a major character. Seems like she does what she wants to do. Married to Kip Williams. Other than that, oh, actually, they divorced in 2000. So you're saying there's a chance. She's five foot 11, though. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Way too tall for me. All right, sir. Who's your next? My number four, Donald Red Grant, played by Robert Shaw from Russia with Love. Mm. I, he was so great because he was a Russian agent that could play a British agent. I don't know. He and he was just that kind of like, kind of like the prototypical big guy that was like a brick wall that was hard to get past and everything. Great fight scene in the train with him. Robert Archibald Shaw was born nine August nineteen twenty seven in West. Thoughton Lancashire. His father apparently committed suicide when he was 12. Um, Shaw became a TV star in the UK when he starred as Captain Dan Tempest in The Buccaneers from 1956 to 1957. Um, Achieved his greatest film stardom after playing the shark-obsessed fisherman Quint in Jaws in 1975, which... Maybe we got to do a deep dive on that movie because that's such a fun movie. Um, he was reluctant to take the role, but his, his wife, uh, who was also an actress named Mary Yuri, uh, and his secretary both said, you need to take a Bond film. You need to do this. So that is my number four fixer. My number four is Boris... Ivanovich Grishenko. Mm-hmm. 
I should know that, and it's just drawn a blank. He was in the 1995 James Bond film, Goldeneye. He is a Russian computer programmer who oh, is God. in yes. league with <laughs> Alex Trevelin of the Janus Syndicate. Ah, he, yes. He was portrayed by Alan Cummings. Yeah, that's a great... I love that dude. He's just... Okay, so so Boris, I you know what I kind I of invincible. <laughs> we where, where's my pen? Here here it is. Bond sweating in the background, counting one one two three one two one two three one two one two three. Please don't do three. <laughs> uh, 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 the computer specialist on the train who actually controlled everything about the bombs. Uh, he, he would be a henchman, right? Yes, absolutely. Because Trevelyan was the main bad guy in the film. So, yes, yeah. he was absolutely a henchman. Yes. I loved him because Alan Cummings plays him as a pussy. Yeah, he's definitely like a a computer nerd who has a lot more Dude, ego is, than than brawn. This is the only henchman on my list that couldn't beat anyone up. <laughs> Yet with a computer, he could do some badass shit. <laughs> so there you go. That is my number four. Beautiful. Alrighty. My number three, and I Get the funny feeling this guy might show up in your list. Odd job played by Harold Sakata from Goldfinger. American Olympic weightlifter, professional wrestler, and film actor of Japanese descent. He won a silver medal for the United States in the 1948 Summer Olympics in London in weightlifting and later became a popular professional wrestler under the ring name Posh Togo. Uh, Bond producers Harry Salzman and Albert Broccoli took notice of Sakata because of his heavy build. He was five foot ten and weighed two hundred eighty-five pounds. He was, he was square. <laughs> He's a cube. Damn. <laughs> when coupled with his intimidating gaze, made him the perfect choice for the part of Odd Job. So yes, Odd Job is my number three. And you gotta admit, you know, when you got a top hat with a razor blade underneath there yeah that's just kind of cool mm. later made fun of and you know austin powers who uses a shoe i mean really yeah <laughs> um this may come up again so i i'm gonna move on i'm gonna move on to my number three three mayday Mayday, who is on my list of Bond girls, <laughs> played by Grace Jones. Mayday works as a bodyguard for Max Zorn and is also his lover. She kills Achille Aubergine, escaping from Bond by jumping from an Eiffel Tower, and Godfrey Tibbet. <laughs> 
she is she has sexual <laughs> oh my god <laughs> come on keep reading did i really copy and paste this <laughs> I not check this out when I copied it. Apparently, I did not check this out when I copied it. She apparently had sex with James Bond during the film, dominating him by being on top. Um, the thing about May Day is that Grace Jones was a phenomenal pick for this character because she's a bitch. <laughs> and you want to tame her. <laughs> and guess what? James Bond tames her. A little bit of cringe there, but okay, great. But not enough <laughs> to keep her from wanting to kill him. <laughs> She's just really good in this role. I, I loved her in this role because she she played it she played it in a way to where the character shouldn't be loved. She's a bitch. <laughs> she hurts people. And she likes it. <laughs> and if she had me over her knee, I would be so fucking happy. <laughs> Anyways. We got to move. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll have to fix that in post. <laughs> so my number two, I, I just, just cause I love this dude. Here's another one that really couldn't find his way out of a paper bag. It's Nick knack played by Hervé Villachez and man with the golden gun. But he's just so cool. It's, I almost it, put him on my list. It's Hervé Villachez. I mean, come on, you know, uh french actor and painter apparently uh he works as an artist painter and photographer began acting in off-broadway productions including uh the young master dante and a play by sam shepherd uh he also modeled for photos of national lampoon before moving to film his big break was being cast in man with the golden gun in 1974 at the time he had become so poor he was living in his car in los angeles uh, prior to being signed by Bond producer Broccoli, he made ends meet by working as a rat catcher's assistant near his South Central, ho- uh, South Central home. From what his co-star Christopher Lee saw, the man with the golden gun filming was possibly the happiest time of Villachez's life. Lee likened it to honey and the sandwich between an insecure past and an uncertain future. The man can wax eloquent, apparently. <laughs> So my number two has been in two movies. Sounds like my number one. (laughs) Been in two movies. Goes by the name Jaws. Yep. So Jaws was your number one. Yeah. Jaws is my number one pick. Yeah. Mr. Richard Keel. Well, tell me, okay, we're already here. Tell me about your number one, because he's my number two. Okay. American actor standing seven foot two, uh, played Jaws in The Spy Who Loved Me in 77 and Moonraker in 1979. Um, 
Although his secondly most recognized role is Mr. Larson in Happy Gilmore. Um, and he was also in The Longest Yard, Silver Streak, Force 10 from Navarone, The Cannonball Run 2, Hail Rider, and apparently Tangled, which I had no idea. Um, the towering mute but lethal assistant to Dr. Migueletto Loveless in three first season episodes of The Wild Wild West. Yes, that. I miss that show, man. <laughs> um, da, da, da. So Jaws was my number two. Yep. And, and all the reason I let you go on was because he's your number one. <laughs> um, I don't know how we did this, but. Uh, well, he's your number two. Do you got anything else to add? add to the number two slot of mr richard keel well he was really the only henchman that's been in two movies that is correct henchmen have a way of dying in bond movies i think it's the problem <laughs> i don't know how that works <laughs> i get it <laughs> but he turns out he turns out in moonraker to become a love interest yeah he, he found a girl and kind of turned, and didn't he help them in the end of the movie he sacrificed his life with the girlfriend to save james bond so in a way he was a henchman but in a way he becomes a hero now my number one burks already mentioned oh that's odd job <laughs> Odd job was one of the best villains. Plus, he got to drive a Bugatti Royale. The cool old car, man. <laughs> there's not many of those made. <laughs> that many left. Well, there's like not many made. They only made five. Oh, geez. How the there's hell they only get it for that film. There's only three that run. <laughs> Best freaking car ever. Good lord. So there you go. That is our well. That's our top five. Top five henchmen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to go into odd job anymore because you already did. <laughs> you explained everything about him. It's like, dude. <laughs> The guy had a hat that he could throw at people and it would cut their heads off. <laughs> Great. Love that was that. how that was how he died too. He threw it into a live wire. And then when he went to grab it, electrocuted himself, or yep. Bond turned on the power and electrocuted him. Yeah. Oh, so Jaws, Jaws would bite people because he had the metal mouth. Um, yes. Knickknack. A knickknack just had a little gun, <laughs> but he was more of a butler than anything. But he was just so cool. And uh, Red Grant, Robert Shaw, he was just killing people with his bare hands. He was a he was a badass fighter. Uh, yeah. Jaws. Jaws was the, okay. I'm remembering now. He was going up on the ski lift. And Jaws actually 
spit the cable. The cable. I love Jaws. Um, okay. Um, I'll, I'll spoil this because I have this and later on. Those cables were made of licorice, which is how he bit through them. <laughs> Damn. And then T. He had the metal hand that had like the clippers on there. Like he was going to clip people's fingers off. Oh, that's right, man. He had Bond's little finger in there. And oh, that was that. that didn't that one make you sweat when he has Bond's finger in there? Oh, and hell it, yeah. <laughs> like if she pulls, flips the wrong card over, you're going to die. Now, I cannot remember. From Diamonds Are Forever, the two henchmen who I mean, it wasn't canon per se, but later on, they, they were supposed to be gay lovers, apparently. Yeah, that Mr. was... Uh... Yeah, I can't remember their names. I damn near put them on the list just because they were hilarious together. We'll have to yeah. look that up and figure that out. We'll have to fix that in post. I was just listening <laughs> to the last one. <laughs> and once again, you're like, I gotta fix that in post. You never did. <laughs> I forget what it was, but there was a I gotta fix that in post, and you didn't. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I have to. The very last one. I, I listened to them both today, so it might have been the beginning. It was the last. I know the because last. I. I took the one down and reposted it because I said the name of the company I worked for. I did not hear that, so you did well there. Yeah, I took that one off. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I hate to say we're a little ahead of schedule here, but uh don't want to like Well I have this I have this funny feeling that it's okay for us to take a little break uh, because I got to pee. <laughs> Bladder says time for break. Uh, so I'm going to play this song and I'm dedicating it to Seth, my friend. Have a good day. We'll be right back. See you soon.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Same music and everything. See, they'll never realize that we fucked this up. That, that you got so drunk you couldn't talk and we had hey, to redo it? I, I don't. Hank, we're in the intro hanging. Oh, okay. Good day and welcome to our intro. Hang on, I'm going to say the exact same line. You ready? Okay. You know what? What? I think this was Simple Minds' best song they ever did. Oh, I disagree. That's not the answer you gave the other day, but you were pissed off at me because I was drunk. <laughs> I'm just being contrary at this point. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, it's it's Tuesday. Sure. Tuesday all over. <laughs> I'm I I'm sorry, but the the bond thing seems to be an issue for us. This is what the third day of recording it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cursed. It's absolutely cursed. <laughs> All right, we were uh, we were about to start the top ten theme songs. Yes, and 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 it was originally going to be. The top five theme songs however both he and i were like yeah it's gotta be 10 there's way too many good ones in here so top 10 it is now i have my list burke has his list what we're gonna do because i do believe there's a lot of crossover here there's only so many bond songs um is we'll go through burke's list and i'll just say where they are in my top 10 Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I don't have many details about any of these songs, so if you have any anything to add, go right ahead. I, I just wrote them down, the name and the who sang them, and that was it. So I, I don't think you've got some audio, I think, for all of these. Hi, Kendrick. I, we, I, get, we get a Kendrick coming up here to visit. Hi, oh, buddy. Oh, it's so nice. Where is Mr. Kendrick? Uh, he is. Oh, shit. Come here, cat. There he is. Oh, look at my boy. Look at my boy. He is a big boy. He's a he's not a chonker, but he is a he's a thick boy. Mm. Although the new cat, my god, she's getting huge, man. Well, I think because she steals his food. <laughs> she's, a, she's a hogger. She's like just like every woman I've ever known. 
my god i have I, to pet the cat i can do no else i must pet the cat only jesus christ cat yes pet the cat pet the cat pet the cat because the cat has emotional damage <laughs> because you brought another cat in <laughs> he's like okay i'm sorry i love you now <laughs> he saw the cat and said what the hell you say <laughs> all righty well let's just jump on into this soiree shall we oh okay oh yeah like that word that's a good word soiree can't spell it, but I can say it. Oh, We're God. starting with your number 10. Uh, well, there's a bite. Time to go. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, have a good day. Uh. I'm still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting better. I was, I was probably not paying attention to how I was petting him, and that pissed him off, so whatever. All right, number 10 on my list. Um, this is a Sheena Easton song from the movie For Your Eyes Only, entitled... For your eyes only. This song was written by Bill Conti and Mick Leeson and performed by Scottish singer Sheena Easton. Scottish. She's not just a singer. She's a Scottish singer. Because if not Scottish, it's crap. Now, wasn't her dad like a really big timbali uh, uh, or percussionist? Could be. I do not know much of her history. So forgive me. I do not know. I'll just assume you're correct, which is not usually a good thing. Anyway. No, I, I could be wrong. It could, could be. Well, you could be right. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, no. That was Sheila E. Sheila E.'s father was a, a percussionist, Timbali expert. Sheena oh, okay. E, Sheena Easton is a white girl. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Like, if she steps into the sunlight, she catches on fire because she's Scottish. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. But, but I mean, okay, for your eyes only. When when did that come out? I, uh, Hold please. For your eyes only, nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. I was junior high school. Was I junior high school? Okay, I think so. Pretty darn close to it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And these songs do, I mean, they, they do kind of hit you a little differently when, like, the movie comes out and 
you're into this. I, 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 I like Sheena Easton as a singer. I always thought she was cute. I had a little bit of a crush on her too. Um, you know, so uh, she was on a couple episodes of Miami Vice as Crockett's love interest there for a hot second, if I recall. Yes. I, I thought she did a great job, actually. Yeah, she's phenomenal woman. And back in yeah. the 80s, I mean, drop dead gorgeous. Probably yeah. still gorgeous. I haven't seen her since, but uh, so that everyone who's keeping track knows this made it to my number two. Well, my. You apparently, well, yeah, you were in junior high. It hit you a little harder than, yeah, that makes sense. Junior high school dance, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> the first time that you're going to dance with a woman and you get so nervous, you go run around the gym instead. Uh, yeah. Great times. I've never been sweatier in my life. I got to touch her? What? How do I do that? <laughs> Without embarrassing myself, yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. What is your number nine? My number nine is going a little bit old school. Uh, this is going back to You Only Live Twice. And this is by Nancy Sinatra, who, yes, is the daughter of Frank Sinatra. Frank! Yes, yes. Did this one make your list or no? Well, at least he died on the Ah, uh, let's see here. He'd have wanted it this way. Nope. That's all right. Oh, but this one's really good. This one really captured the theme of, because it was set in Japan. So it was like this nice mix of Bond and Japan together. It's just. You and Nancy Sinatra's got a set of pipes. It's genetic. Probably. It's a whole peanut butter thing with me. This one's nice and smooth. Uh, I thought you liked it crunchy. Well, sometimes you're going to have smooth peanut butter, and sometimes you're going to have crunchy peanut butter. This is a smooth peanut butter kind of thing. So when this movie came out, she was smoking hot. Did you look at pictures of her? Oh, I did not. <laughs> Born June eighth, nineteen forty. Still alive. Wow, nice. Uh, she was born in Jersey City. She's eighty-two years old at this point in time. Bless her heart. Gotta love it. Uh, was. Born to Frank and Nancy Barbato. And I. 
That was uh, that was uh, Frank's first wife. No, oh, okay. First out of one, two, one, two, three, four, four, mm-hmm. four. Oh, he was Just married. The four. Yeah, he was married to Mia Farrow. I knew about Ava Gardner. I didn't remember Mia Farrow. And pulling down the hot chicks of his time, man. And Barbara Marks. Did not know that. Who was a model show showgirl and socialite. Hi, <laughs> uh, Candy. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got her name. Oh, wow. That's kind of neat. She was, uh, she was born Barbara Ann Blakely. Uh, but married Zeppo Marx and really kept the Marx name. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I'm like, that is, yeah, that is freaking <laughs> cool. Born in Bosworth, Missouri. Uh, there you go. Cool. All right. So you said that was not on your list. That was not on my list. So I guess I'm going to go with my number nine. Okay. Go for it, man. My number nine. uh, Let's see if it's on your list here. I do not see it on your list. Well, I'll tell you when you start playing it. Uh, I can't believe this didn't make it onto your list, but there's a lot of good music. I mean, Mine comes from the movie Tomorrow Never Dies and is sung by a fascinating lady named Cheryl Crow. fell in love with this when I started uh, working a lot with jazz bands. Uh, it's got that smooth... Remember the peanut butter? Yeah, see? I'm not lying about music and peanut yeah. butter, am I? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's so smooth. 
it, no, it just... I, I I like Cheryl Crow a lot. I like a lot of her music. I, this was this if I was going to rank it would, would probably have been eleven. I mean, it's a it's a good tune. It's a little too much like a generic pop tune, I think, and maybe that's why it didn't quite make it on my list exactly. Well, like I said, it, it, it's got more of a mixture of lounge music than it does yeah. rock and roll, so it's not going to hit the rock chart. No. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's so smooth. <laughs> now, Cheryl Crow, she's, she's around our age, uh, born in 1962. So she's, um, I'm not going to say how old she is because people can guess how old we are. <laughs> She's a few years older than me. Yeah, she's a couple years older than I am, too. <laughs> um, she was born in Missouri as well. Wow, Missouri see, seems to pull out some some crank anchors here, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, uh, the, it, one of the things that that most people don't know she is a she's a cancer survivor i do seem to remember something about that yeah um back in i think it was i have it written down here uh she was engaged or she had oh wow i'll we'll go into that in a second February 22nd, 2006, she announced that she had cancer. Uh, ductal carcinoma in situ, which is a type of breast cancer. Okay. Um, that she announced in 2006 and actually caused her breakup with her boyfriend at the time, who was, hang on, I've got a find it because i just had it i i have so much information written down i uh at that point in time was but uh lance armstrong oh, that's right i forgot about that yeah now cheryl's had no problem dating people <laughs> all of them have been a little bit off the wall <laughs> Owen Wilson oh yeah Eric Clapton oh my yeah um let's see she, she Giannis and I'm not even gonna say it uh <laughs> An NBA player. Okay. Uh, let's see here. In November 2011, Crow was diagnosed with meningitis. Oh, wait. I think this is like meningitis. Uh, really? Meningiococcal? Geoma. Meningioma. Uh a meningeal tumor. Uh, 
which is the most common kind of brain tumor, usually usually benign, for which she continues to have regular follow-ups. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's... That is my number nine. Show crow, show crow. <laughs> Super hot. I loved her. I loved her all my life, man. Uh, she, she's and she's into crazy guys, so I fit right in. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> all right, sir. What what number are we on with you? Number eight. Number I'm on eight. my number eight, and this is from uh, fabulous lady Miss Tina Turner. And this is Golden Eye from the movie Golden Eye. This song's a nice blend of the old school with her her style too. I, I really dig this thing. I love the bass. I, I love the dun, 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 the plucks of the strings. Just you know. She is age 83 now. Good Lord. In Brownsville, Tennessee. She's had some medical issues of late. She had husband issues early on. <laughs> Ike Turner. Yeah, what a douche. Uh, Yeah. Ike Turner was was not a nice man. No. no. Uh, this didn't make my list. Uh, but Tina Turner, you know what? I probably should have put this on my list. Uh, one of the most influential women to come out of the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. In a time when women weren't seen as powerhouses, just ask Ike Turner. Um, but she beat him up pretty good for what he did. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, 
I digress. Uh, <laughs> no longer an American. Swiss. She is Swiss now. Uh, I think it was 2013. You are correct, sir. She applied for cinnamon cinnamon sticks cinnamon sticks in 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 Switzerland, <laughs> along with some glue wine. Um, wonderful chocolate, yeah, yeah, not great to get diva. I know, right? Oh, but <laughs> but the glue wine, man. Uh, if you ever get the chance to travel to Europe. During the winter time, during the winter Christmas markets, glue wine is served warm at the Christmas markets in Germany, Switzerland. Uh, is it like a mulled wine almost? Or uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, you you walk really stupid after you drink it. You're like six of them. Uh, anyway, well, she it warms you up and you're like, oh, this is great, man. Uh, she, she holds a house in Bern, uh, Bern, Bern, which is also where, um, tennis player, um, oh, come on. Famous tennis player. There's been a couple male. He, no male. He just retired. Well, yeah, he just retired and he was like the best Sampras? Uh, no uh, it'll come to me at some point okay anyway anyways he lives so there this one well. did not make your list okay so this one didn't make my list but Baron is on my list of places that I want to go visit <laughs> we'll have to visit her while we're over there uh, alright um, so what number was that? Eight? That was my number eight. Uh, okay, since... Since we've I'll... had a... yeah, you, I think you want to do your number... I, I'm getting confused now, man. I, I Like, literally, we were just going to go through all of yours, and then I would pop in the ones that we didn't hit. Yes, that, yeah. Uh, so what's your number seven? My number seven, and in retrospect, this one probably should have been a little bit higher up in the list, but this is Adele's Skyfall. Really? Yep. Are you sure you want to do that? At that, I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, are you <laughs> sure that's where you that want, wants you know, to be? It could be high. I mean, this whole top 10 list, you, I could have just like rolled some dice and said, okay, you're there, you're there, you're there. All right, well, here you go.
I see another tail. Yeah, <laughs> he was biting on the microphone. I'm like, come here. <laughs> Adele Lori Blue Adkins. 5th of May, 1988. Tottenham, London, England. I have a shit ton of respect for this girl. Uh, well, she, did she make your list? Skyfall made it to number three on Ooh, my list. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to say nothing about that. When you get to, when you do your list, you can talk about her a little bit more. How's that? Okay. That okay. sounds like a plan. Alrighty uh, then. So, let's see. What is your, what's your number five? I am up to, no, no, I'm up to number six. Or six, I mean. Yep. So, number six is. A little bit of a departure, and I, I I listened to it. And I was like, I, I I guess I'd only heard this song the one or tw- one or two times I'd seen the movie, and I was like, listening to it, I was like, oh, this is a really good song. This is Mr. Chris Cornell with "You Know My Name" from is that was that Casino Royale. Maybe not a, maybe not an absolute fitting Bond song, but goddamn, I love listening to him sing and play. Oh my god, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, Temple of Dog. Just, uh, I love his voice. I love his playing. All right, he made it number ten on my list. Oh, nice. Um, okay. I did not realize who who he was. Oh, uh, okay. I. 
Well, because, okay, if you would have said Soundgarden or Audio Slave or Temple of the Dog, I'd know. It would have made sense. But he did this as an individual project. Yes. Uh, He's got great vocals in this. This is crunchy peanut butter. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And it's crunchy peanut butter at its best. (laughs) Sadly, took his own life at the age of 52, though. Now, his... uh... (laughs) He was born Christopher John Boyle. I'd change my name, too, probably. Oh. (laughs) Just... Oh. Anyways, it's it's a phenomenal song. It did make my top ten. Um, there's going to be a song that happens, and I know it's going to happen, and it's not on my list, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't put it on there. But uh, we'll see if it comes up. It may okay. come up. It may not. Uh, uh. All right, so that's my number six. Yes. My number five is another singer that I'm, I'm she's kind of a recent singer i dig her stuff and it's billy eilish uh, no time to die You gotta realize this girl was 19 years old when she did this song. It's just very song. I just like the fact that it's a really somber song, being it was Daniel Craig's last movie and all, and just uh, kind of kind of fit the the tone. I uh, 
trust me, I, I don't hate Billie Eilish. I just don't consider her a real singer. She's a little breathy for me at times, but there's a lot of there's a lot of putting her heart into this song that I kind of enjoyed. So, well, I will say this is the first bit of a Billie Eilish music that I've heard where it actually sounds like music. Yeah, uh, where she's actually using her vocals to expand the music that's playing instead of just screaming into a microphone yeah uh love her name billy eilish pirate baird o'connell very young girl i mean she's yeah, young she's only 21 as of right now a beautiful i mean she's a she's a beautiful girl mm-hmm. um I know from YouTube videos and different things, she has some uh, uh, what what is that? What is that called? Um, she has some issues with her body. Um, yeah, sometimes she has zero fucks to give about what she wears, which I kind of enjoy. I love that. She's like, oh, it's a trash bag. Don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, the girl wears baggy clothes and and shorts, and I'm like, damn, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, she did not make my list. That's okay. Um, So what is your number? uh, Four. Two, three, four. 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 This is... Yeah, you know, being that I love the Beatles and everything, this is kind of an easy one. Paul McCartney and Wings with Live and Let Die. When you were young and I felt like a pop radio guy for there for a second. Hey, it's Paul McCartney and Wings with Live and Let Die. Used to say, live and let live. Brought to you by David's Donuts, where we always know how to glaze. There is one slightly annoying thing about McCartney. He yeah. always seems to stick two songs together and make it one. Oh, like that? Oh, there it is. I think there's now, something about this song and everything. We're going to, and we'll talk about this later on. This is Roger Moore's first movie. This is also the first Bond movie. Well, 
No, I'm lying. No, I'm yeah, okay. Roger Moore's first movie. This is also the first Bond movie where they got somebody that wasn't a how do you put it, a traditional singer. You had before Paul McCartney, you had Shirley Basie, Louis Armstrong, Nancy Sinatra, Tom Jones, Matt Monroe, John Bear. You had more old school classical stuff. This was like the first pop rock song to ever be done in a bond film which i enjoyed that i obviously love paul mccartney and you know so and it's a good obviously good enough for, to be remade a couple times oh really yeah just a couple times hey scott how come you have that song lined up did you like this song too I think this was my number one. <laughs> well, do you got more stuff to pontificate on about this song? Um, so, for those of you that don't know anything about Guns N' Roses, this song was asked to be remade by no other than Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood asked these guys to remake the song. After Why? After their Appetites, Appetite for Destruction album, he was a huge fan of theirs. That's cool. Um, that's really all the extra that I have with this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you hit all the points that that needed to be hit. Paul McCartney, uh, the fact that Paul McCartney writes in a way where you could literally build two songs or three or four. I mean, he, he he's kind of infamous for that, and it's it, it slightly annoys me, but I'm generally okay with it. But <laughs> yeah, "Live and Let Die" was my number one. <laughs> there you go. All right, All so right. sir. Uh, where are we at? We are at your number three. Number three. I think we got just enough time to do this where you got to take a break. Alrighty. This is a song by Mr. Sam Smith. And this is Writings on the Wall from the 2015 Spectre film. I, I bless his heart for going back to the orchestra a bit, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But always hit the floor. I've spent a lifetime running, and I always get away. But with you, I'm feeling something that makes me want to stay. Something I gotta face If I risk it all 
Because when I first watched this movie in the theaters, wait a minute. Cause the writing's on the Sorry, yeah, when I saw this in the theater originally, I don't think I really liked it. The falsetto was bugging me a little bit. Coming back around, I fell in love with this song. The 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 fact that he's falling into falsetto while in the verse. It's just, I mean, that's incredible for, it's very hard for a singer. Oh, yeah. To sing regular, go into falsetto, and then keep singing on the same breath, going back into your regular voice. Ready to register, yeah. Oh, that that's one of the toughest things for for an artist to do. Um, this is Samuel Frederick Smith, born May 1992, age 30, London, England. Oh, this is a uh, very, yeah, this is, this is Jiffy. <laughs> did, did, did this one make your list? No. Huh? Hmm. So right now it looks like I have one, two, three. One, two, three, four. There well, are four I, songs. I, I'm looking. Okay, I've seen Burke's List. I know what Burke's List is. I had to load the music. I'm sorry. I, well, I've been marking off like when we what your number was and if you didn't have it yet. So we're, yeah, this you're at four songs that I don't have. So that's okay. But unfortunately, we have to take a break. Listen to this orchestration. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back.
I imagine if I was a kid in the 80s and going to a skating rink, this would be the couple's skate song. Oh, God, yes. Uh, Spandu Ballet. Um, I don't even know if the guy's still alive. But this is one of those bands that if I got the chance to see them, uh, I would take it. Toto, coming up <laughs> at the end of February. Toto, nice. tickets in hand. Very nice. Oh my God. I don't know. As as you're getting older, do the songs from your past really bring up man, like just? happy times most of them yes oh my gosh there's that one foreigner song that you have labeled that does not <laughs> i make sure i put into almost every show just because <laughs> it says burke hates this <laughs> all right uh what number were we on sir i'm on my number two and I really do love this. I this is I mean, while well, "Live and Let Die" was a song. Well, actually, let's see. No time to die. "Live and Let Die." Writings on the wall. This one. All my top fives also made it onto the pop charts. Well, so did seven and eight. And I don't know about the older. Maybe in the older ones, but uh, well, "Free Your Eyes" only I think made it on the charts too. So most of these songs may on the charts. But anyway, uh, my number two, uh, it is by a lovely lady by the name of Carly Simon, and nobody does it better. I get the funny feeling that a lot of these songs are going to show up on my top 10 of my Bond list, too, just because the song is part of the makes the movie. And Carly Simon made it to number four on my list. Nice. This song. This song was great. And I was in love with Carly Simon growing up. She was one of my dad's favorites. Oh, that long, tussled black hair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, absolutely beautiful woman. 
And you knew that she was musically inclined uh, at a very early age. She was married to one of the best rockers in rock and roll history. That's James Taylor. Yeah. Carly Elizabeth Simon, June 25th, 1940. She is age 79 right now in New York City. Mm-hmm. She, uh, another cancer survivor, uh, actually underwent a mastectomy, chemotherapy, and reconstructive surgery. Wow. Between 1997 and 1998, the same time that Linda McCartney died of breast cancer. Good Lord. Hmm. Uh, what else do I have here? Simon has been close friends with James Taylor's younger brother, Livingston Taylor, for over 40 years. Livingston says, I love Carly and Carly loves me. She's a ferocious advocate and supporter of my music. Hmm. Uh, just a just an all-around great woman came out in the 60s really that was her big time um and mockingbird with with her and and james is a great song yeah well she's got she's got a raspy voice that that can actually like, like in the song that you just heard you don't hear it no she's stuck to real melodic and and pure notes and everything but uh still alive right now and still writing music <laughs> uh married james hart in 1987 uh they divorced in 2007 she's single right now hey so you're saying i have a chance well, you had your chance with your other gal, and you blew it. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to fuck Eileen Brennan. It was so hard. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Not like I was taking advantage of an old lady, yet she was grabbing my ass and... <laughs> oh god i love that story okay what's your number one <laughs> my number one you know i'm not even sure why this is my number one but i absolutely love this band um this is garbage doing the world is not enough See, even the intro is a nice blend of orchestra, old school, and new stuff. Oh, now I know it's my number one. God, I love her voice.
Uh, Shirley Manson, lead singer of the band Garbage. Yeah. Born in 1966. A couple of years older than I am. Uh, yeah. She's like six months older than I am. That's wow. Okay. She uh she was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Place we want to visit. Yep. That's on our list. Uh Shirley Ann Mason was her her birth name. Yeah. Uh daughter of Muriel Flora and John Mitchell Mason. Her father, a descendant from the fishing community of North Maven was a university lecturer while her mother was a big band singer. And you kind of yeah, you kind of get by her orchestration in this and other garbage songs that big band beat. Yep. Uh, now, now, Garbage actually stopped as a band in 2005, but got back together in 2007 Ten. for a tour. Hmm. Then in 2010, they got back together and have been active ever since. actually are really famous for their cover songs that they've done. They have covered U2, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, House of Pain. that That is dreamy. Garbage with the world is not enough made it to my number seven nice now that should leave three songs left my number nine no number eight yeah number nine or oh, you did your number nine i think yeah yeah i did my number nine yeah. Num- yeah. number eight There we go. Maybe. So, no. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, people. (laughs) My number eight comes from the movie Die Another Day and is actually played by one of the biggest stars that I know of growing up. That's Madonna.
So. Die Another Day came out in 2002. Pierce Brosnan. Don't let that shy you away from the song. The reason I fell in love with this song is that it's it's the closest thing to dance music that you get into with with the Bond songs. I it's mean, a little it's a little too auto-tuned and a little too re- reminiscent of Funky Town to to hit my list. I could see that. I could you see know. that. But I like Madonna's stuff usually. So Madonna was born Madonna Louise Sicone in Bay City, Michigan. Uh, at this point in time, she lives in England, I think it is, if I remember correctly. Uh, spouses, Sean Penn. <laughs> I'll bet that was a stable relationship. Yeah, that was totally stable. Oh, wait. The next one gets even better. Guy Ritchie. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, She started her career with... um, Well, she she got famous with the... uh, Like a virgin? That's it. Um, 1984 was when Like a Virgin came out. Her debut album was Madonna in 1983, and it was successful. Oh, yeah. But but the Like a Virgin album, every song on that freaking album is phenomenal. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I really don't have a lot written down for this because it was all the way down at my number eight. That's okay. Like I said, I didn't write much about my folks either, you know, so no big deal. So she was inducted into, I will say this. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008, which was her first year of eligibility. And I think she totally deserved it. (laughs) Uh, My next one is from a movie called of it's my number six okay and it is from a movie where i've already talked about the woman in it i've already talked about oh yeah oh oh yeah (laughs) grace jones oh my gosh ah, ah. this is a view to a kill by duran duran Night covers me, but you 
The only problem with Duran Duran is now when I listen to girls on film. I do like this transition. Okay, okay, the thing about Duran Duran, and and I've discussed this in previous shows. They're awesome. <laughs> there was a girl in high school. Ah, named, here we go. Well, hang on. <laughs> Her name was Chris. No no last names, please. Because um, we don't edit in post anymore. Because we don't know how to. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, Chris and I were in math class, I think it was, together. We sat next to each other. She was a huge Duran Duran fan. And I didn't really listen to music a lot. So, so she ended up introducing me to this band and I fell in love with Duran Duran like immediately I could totally relate to their songs and right around then was they when they came out they came out with a video uh I think it was called Blue Silver uh, the first one I remember is Planet Earth well no no this this was like a full length uh feature film that they put out and I think it was called Blue Silver, um, where they followed the band while they're on tour. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the first in-depth thing where you got to see the band behind the scenes and different things like that. Uh, Sing Blue Silver is a documentary about Duran Duran's 1983-1984 world tour. So I really really kind of fell in love with this band. I was like, this is so cool. Simon LeBon. Let's see. Uh, when that happened, it was Simon LeBon, John Taylor on bass, Andy Taylor on guitar. Nick, Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes was a uh, uh, keyboardist. Keyboard. Uh, right. And Roger Taylor on drums. Fun. Oh, my God. Love <laughs> this band. Love this band. I've even, on the show, I played Come Undone, which was, or will, be on our, on, on our mixtape. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it will be on the mixtape. It is my favorite depression song. 
My God, she just broke up with me. Where's Duran Duran? <laughs> uh, anyways, it, it was a great, it is a great song for the Bond film because uh, this movie came out. When did A View to a Kill come out? Hang on. Bear with, bear with. Movie 1985. 1985. So this came out right when I was in my whole kick of of being a huge Duran Duran fan. Um, And I love it because it's something that you can dance to. And I'm into, if you listen to the music that I listen to, I have music that's very melancholy, Marillion, you know, stuff that you just sit around and get high to. Um, but then I have nine inch nails, the stuff that I love to dance. I, I love to dance and disco for that matter, even though I can't dance. Not anymore. Oh my gosh. I have to dance here soon. I'm, (laughs) I'm in Jordan's wedding. (laughs) Anyways, that was my, (laughs) that was my number nine. That can't be right. No, number eight. Sorry. Yeah, there you number go. Uh, I have one left. Now you should have. You should have two. That was your number eight. Uh well, six, six and four. There was uh there was one that you did, that. I marked off already because I. I, Talked about it before. Or something. Yeah. What was your number six song? Okay. Uh, number one was Live and Let Die. Number right. two was For Your Eyes Only. Right. Number three was Skyfall. Right. Number four was Nobody Does It Better. Number five, I have not discussed yet. Oh, I have. Okay. I, I had five as Nobody Does It Better. My bad. Okay. So that was uh, four. Number six is A View to a Kill. Number seven is The World is Not Enough. Number eight, Die Another Day. Number nine, Tomorrow Never Dies. And number 10, You Know My Name. So I only have one left. There you go. Hook us up. Uh, and this, this is actually from one of the older. Uh, we did Nancy Sinatra earlier. Correct. This is probably the other most prominent Bond song writer from the early ages, and that's Shirley Bassey. Yeah, I was going to say, man, she did three or four of them. Mm-hmm. This one is from Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate to tease me They won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might 
Diamonds are forever Hold one up and then caress it Touch it, stroke it and undress it I can see every part Nothing hides in the heart To hurt me I don't need So Shirley Bassey is is officially known for her powerful vocals. She's got pipes. Oh, my God. The girl's got pipes. Born in Wales, Cardiff. Oh, wow. Cardiff, Wales. White. Well, I don't want to say a white girl. She's not. She's mixed. Uh, what do we call that? Mulatto? No, I don't know. She's a mixed heritage. Yeah, mixed heritage. Um, being from Cardiff, which is where my father's family is originally from, <laughs> kind of had a little bit of a feeling for her. But <laughs> she actually did a concert at Royal Albert Hall that was filmed. Oh, wow. And that was kind of how I was introduced to her. I didn't realize that she was the one seeing in like three or four different Bond films. Let's see. Her father was Nigerian and her mother came from Teesside, uh, River Tees in the north of England between mm. Durham and North Yorkshire. So. One of the few people that have been asked to play at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> this is no joke. I mean, she she was uh uh Ruth Nega played the title role. Bassey was one of the lineup artists. On 4 June 2012, who performed at the Queen's 60th Jubilee at Buckingham Palace. Singing, oh, good Lord. Diamonds are forever. Uh, she did a private concert for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge <laughs> in 2014. And the only person on this list to have done more than one Bond film. Yes. Uh, she Has she been married? I believe so. <laughs> you know, my thing doesn't say it, but it does say that she has children. Oh, marriages. Bassey's first marriage was with Kenneth Hume in 1961. Uh, the couple separated and divorced in 1965 after an affair with actor Peter Finch. Oh, she's a player. Uh, ooh. 
<laughs> Bassi was married to Sergio Novak, the uh, assistant manager of the Excelsior Hotel in Venice as well. Um, Bassi has two daughters, Sharon Bassi and Samantha Bassi. Ooh, Samantha. Good name. Great name. Great name. Oh, God. Then you go on to find out Samantha at age 21 was found dead in the River Avon in Bristol, England. Good God. What happened? Suicide. Oh. Killed herself. No. Well, she has always maintained that her daughter's death was not a suicide, so. Uh, Well, okay. So Avon and Somerset Police claimed that it was a suicide this happened in 1985 however on march 24th 2010 avon and somerset police confirmed that they reopened the case as a homicide interesting um in october 2010 it was reported that the investigation came to an end and concluded there is no evidence of any criminal act mm. involved. She has four grandsons and she resides in Monaco. My favorite city. Must be tough. Oh, it's got to be. A, you know, you have to have at least. Well, this was like five years ago when I looked this up. You have to have at least a million dollars in your bank account just to become a resident. A million dollars sitting in your bank account to become a <laughs> resident. Now, you know, they don't pay any taxes there. Ooh, nice. Monaco, the city of Monaco is its own little private. Sovereign. Yeah. And they live off of that casino. <laughs> well, that and the Formula One race that is done there every year. And, and has probably, been. What they, probably what they charge for dock fees for all the mega yachts and mm. hotels. and Yeah. When I get my millions, that's where I'm going. <laughs> all right. So that was my, that was my last one. That was our entire list, and we actually came in under time. Look at us. How the hell? Under time that? and under budget. What the? Under. What well, the hell? Wait, we're never <laughs> under budget. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> We've been over budget since we started this thing. <laughs> this dollar sixty-five a month just ain't. Damn it! I I <laughs> don't know what else to do. <laughs> well there we there you we, go we run that out yeah any other comments about any of the songs or well uh i mean i will admit my it looks like my song list was like from 1997 on down practically hi kendrick what are you doing and mine was 1968 oh, get off my keyboard you uh, well, Shirley Bassey, you know, I kind of... I oh, kind I lied. Of, no, wait. Shirley Bassey did Moonraker, too. That's three. Yeah, she yeah. did three of them. My bad. Uh, we don't really 
talk about Moonraker. Though. No, no, that's kind of like Mad Max Beyond the hey, Thunderdome. The best part of Moonraker was the opening song. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you could turn it off after that. <laughs> uh, but the people will learn more about that when we rank them. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so we're. We're going to go into a break early here. Um, fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, yeah, stick around. I think we're getting into, I think we're getting into the movies, aren't we? This was yeah. I think, our last bit. Yeah. We're, we're going into the movie ranking. God help us. I hope we're sober for that. <laughs> All right, kids. We'll see you here in just a bit. We'll be right back. Make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 